0: week 15 here we go it's hard to believe man it's just been so just i know it's gone fast but it seems like forever and something you talk about all year and now you're finally here it's like this is exactly what we wanted yeah it was the goal now we're there week 15 All you have to do is play.
1: That's all we can do, right? (laughs) Yeah. Go out and get some.
0: Shut up and sit down.
1: And welcome to a special week fifteen State Championship edition of the Black Swan Podcast. Hank Piper here with Rob Antonell and our first recurring guest, strength and conditioning coach, Coach Studer. How's everybody doing tonight? Pretty good,
0: pretty good. We're doing fantastic. Great to be back. Um, you know last time I was on, I think I might even mentioned coming back week fifteen. I don't know if I told you or if that was just a mental thought. I don't uh, know. <laughs> but it was a goal of mine. I was thinking, and I've been thinking, I verbalized this to one of the coaches uh, a week or two ago. I said, if we, if we get to week 15, I'm going back on that bad boy. Um, I had a great time last time, and obviously excited going to McKinley week last time. But uh, It's a little different, uh, a little different feeling. Um, new to me. I've never made it to week 15, so... Um, Pretty excited man I mean it's just a lot of hard work leading up to this and uh, we're finally there it's been the goal uh, we're blessed to have a shot at uh, one of the best teams of the state and that's what we wanted so we've been talking about all year so what kids have been talking about all year 15 weeks we want a shot at the best and uh, I don't think there's any doubt about that we got the best two teams in uh, in Division two football ready to face off. Some people could argue the best two teams in football in the state of Ohio. I would argue that. so it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. We're pretty excited about it. It's good.
2: Yeah, I mean honestly we we'd be lying to you right now if we said we had a exact game plan of how this podcast was going to go tonight. Uh, but the best part about it is you know we have a, a great guest with us. He's excited. We're excited. It's week 15. uh, So we're going to have a separate podcast over the X's and O's of uh, the matchup between Maslin and Hoban for the state championship. But for tonight, you know, we're just going to get into what we get into. We're all going to get amped up. I know Stu's going to do a great job of that. Who knows where this is going to go. But, you know, I'm excited. It's week 15. So we had to have a separate episode just for this.
1: Yeah, so, you know, uh, I guess let's get into it. Um, you know, you got us all jacked up last time you were on here about going McKinley week. And I know, well, I really know you get the kids all jacked up for each week in the playoffs because, you know, you never know which ones you last, but we know this is it. So are you guys approaching this week any different than how we have at all?
0: Uh, no, th- really. The only the only thing that's different this week is the the timing of all of it. Um, that's the only thing that's changing. You know how we're gonna prep. Uh, obviously, we have, playing on a Thursday game, having a or th- a Thursday having a Thursday game. Uh, we gotta just change up the timing of everything. But at this point in time, um, you know. The kids, we know what we can do. We know what we're, we're good at. Um, obviously, each week you try to get a little bit better. We're focusing on getting better. You know, we're not complacent by any means. Uh, so we're, we're going to do everything. Coaches have been working nonstop, watching film, breaking that of stuff down. Those guys are just diehards, what you'd expect out of a masculine football coach. Uh, so those guys are grinding um, It's it's Sunday You know as, as we're I don't know when this podcast is going to get released But we had practice this morning on Sunday We brought the kids in uh, Saturday morning We were fortunate enough Last couple of weeks we've had uh, A mobile cryotherapy unit Brought into the Locker room For those of you who don't know what that is It's like a it's a chamber that's attached to a um, a tank full of uh, nitrous oxide that gets you really, really cold, really, really fast. It gets down to about 300 degrees below zero. Uh, you stand in there for about two or three minutes, and it pretty much just vasoconstricts your veins um, really quickly. And then, obviously, when that when you when you step out, the blood flow helps increase recovery time uh in your muscles and that sort of stuff so we've had all our starters go in and out of that last couple weeks that's that's proven to our kids seem to feel better afterwards um so that's pretty awesome then we brought them in today had a little bit of a walk through a lower temple practice went over scouting report that sort of stuff we got our lift in today so um we got that out of the way hopefully that's helped speeds up recovery a little bit did a lot of um, we rolled out on some, on our lacrosse balls and that sort of stuff, tried to get some, uh, just that, you know, fascia release from the balled up muscle tissue that we got in there from the game. So hopefully that helps. And then we'll have a hard practice tomorrow. And then, um, so tomorrow's pretty much going to be like our typical Tuesday. And then, uh, you know, Tuesday's like a Wednesday, we'll up temple, uh, Run through stuff and then walk through, and then it's here. So it's it's, it's going to come quick. Uh, kids are excited. We're excited. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's, it's a new experience. That's crazy. It's awesome. Uh, we're we're jacked up, and that's uh, what we wanted. I mean, that's what we've been you know since week one. We've been saying we wanted to go 15. We're here. Um, we're excited about the level of competition that we're going to be playing at. We're excited uh, to be in Stark County and have a, another team that's relatively close. It's gonna be a great crowd. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a war. That's what I tell our boys, man. The, the war path leads to war. And we're there now. So it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be awesome. We're pretty pumped.
1: So yeah, you guys said you're not really treating this any differently, but does it feel different you know is there something in the air that you can just tell it's week 15
0: yeah I mean there's definitely uh, an electricity in the air uh, it's just such a it's a big game it doesn't quite feel like McKinley week um, that's just it's own entity mm-hmm. it definitely feels a lot better than a normal playoff game at least from what um, I've experienced this year and it's, I, I think a big part of it is just the finality of it, which is kind of relieving at some point because you know that you're done. You know, when, when you're when you're going up mm-hmm. through the playoffs, we've done a fantastic job at folks and our kids and our staff, folks, on one week at a time because that'll bite you in the butt if you don't. You know, we've never looked ahead... Uh, uh, you know, the following week, you know, because um, you can't do that in the playoffs. So you've, but at the same time, you, you have to prepare to go 15 weeks. Um, as a strength and conditioning coach, that's something that we've that I, you know I've focused on, and our strength staff has focused on the entire season. We prepared for this. prepared for 15 weeks and how we programmed everything i think i talked a little bit about that last time but you know our first five weeks of the season we kind of we kind of in terms of strength conditioning we viewed that as a preseason, knowing that we wanted to 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 be peaking for the last 10 games uh more specifically peaking for the last five games in the playoffs because that's when you that's when you want to be the best um so now that that's done, you know, that f- finality of tomorrow's going to be our last Monday practice. Um, it's it's kind of nerve-wracking, but it's also kind of relieving at the same time. Because it's a, it's, a, it's a 15 games. You know, that's, that's a long time. You know, most colleges don't play fifteen games. They thirteen in a bowl game or thirteen a championship. Maybe they play fourteen. You know, playoff guys they probably play fifteen or sixteen now. But uh, that's a lot of football for a high school kid. So um, you, get, you get you get here, and we've we've been relatively uh, uninjured. And now it's just like, hey, we're there. Um, let's get these kids. Is prepared mentally, um, physically. Let's get them recovered as as best as we can. Um, You know, we've gotten better each week. So I feel like, in terms of our skill sets, I mean, that's kind of all in the bag. How much improvement are you really going to see in the next four days um, in terms of that sort of stuff? So it's really just let's dial in mentally, let's focus on what we got to do. Obviously, the biggest game of the season. Um, biggest game in a lot of seasons (laughs) and uh, get ready to go. But, you know, we got a lot of things in our advantage, too. I was talking to Coach McConnell about this last week. Um, You know, we've essentially, after this Thursday, we've played almost three seasons of football in two years. You know, we're going to end up playing 29 football games when it's all said and done in a two-year span. And you know that pays off. And, you know that's one of the advantages that, that you have. You know, like like that's an advantage that Hoban has. You know, think about them. This is their mm. fourth one. You know, they've in the last four years. <laughs> wow. They played sixty games of football in four years. They played six six seasons, regular seasons worth of football if i am adding that correctly in the last 4 years you know that's and that, that that carries over so that's something that you know and you know we're we're in a good position now too or we've done that in the last 2 years and hopefully we keep it going but um so it's just things like that that factor in but getting back to the original question of does it feel different uh yeah it feels different and mostly for me cuz i've never I've, I've never been here i've never made it 15 weeks in my coaching career or my playing career for that matter so it's it's different. It's important. It's electric. It's awesome. It's everything that we wanted it to be. This is exactly what we planned to do. This was a goal that our kids set. They've gone out and they've achieved something unbelievable at this point, but it's incomplete. And we got one more to we got one more thing to do. There's one more battle on the warpath, and it's coming. And uh, I think we're going to be dialed in. I think we're going to be ready to go. And I think it's just going to be a completely incredible uh, Thursday night.
2: Yeah, I mean, going 15 weeks that's that's something that not a lot of people can say that they have ever done. Yeah, uh, only, so, I mean, there's,
0: there's only two teams in Division Two every year to do it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, <laughs> you know? it,
2: it's definitely a great experience, a great feeling for our kids, for the community. You know, it's been the goal from day one. Uh, I mean, I know our team and our coaching staff has done a really good job of playing it week by week. But, you know, in the back of everybody's head, you know, since last year, it's been, hey, that Hoban team, that Hoban team. We, we're going to see that Hoban team. Uh, so, I mean, everybody has been hoping for this to happen. And, you know, for it to be here, you know, I, it's just a great experience for everybody. You know, it's a chance to do something that Maslin hasn't done since 1970. Or if you go outside of Maslin, some people will say we've never done it. So, I mean, it's, it's a huge opportunity for the town to, you know, really show who we are, especially against a team that a lot of people say, you know, one of the best in the state, one of the best in the country, you know. So I think it's a great opportunity for our kids. And uh, to go along with what you were saying, you know, it's easy to tell a senior in July, You'll, you're never going to have this again. But now that it's actually week fifteen of your, mm-hmm. there is no tomorrow. There's literally no tomorrow. I know yep. you said last week it's one of your favorite sports movies, Hank. But the replacements, you know, you got to play like there's no tomorrow because for us, there there literally is no tomorrow. There's nothing to look forward to ne- next week. Yep. So I mean, that's something I didn't really think about until you just mentioned it. But I mean, this is this is it. Yeah. Win or lose. I mean, obviously that's how it's been the whole playoffs. but it's literally win or lose there is no next week so it's a great opportunity to go out uh, beat a great team in a great environment and you know really put us back on the map
0: yeah and like I said it's you know it's it's nerve wracking because it's the last one because you know everything's on the table and uh, we've gotten so close to achieving our goal and now all we have to do is go out and play the best that we can play so you know it's nerve-wracking in that aspect, but it's also liberating in the fact that you know you can lay it all out there. I mean, to me, in my head, it's like, this is it. I don't have to hold anything back. I can let it all hang out. And and I think that's the mentality that our kids have, is that, you know, we're, we're, we're aggressive by nature, And a lot of the times, it's 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 to a point with our football team that we have to say, hey, previously in the season, we got a long way to go. You know, we got to be smart about how we do it. And now, it's like take the chains off, open up the cage, and let the boys go to work. And uh, (laughs) it don't matter. Go out, go out, and lay it all out there, and, and and just end it. And uh, we just got to have the mentality, um, you know, we want to go out and take this thing. We want to go out and take this thing. And I think we got the kids to do it. You know, people want to talk and say all this and that and, and, and Hoban's, you know, one of the best teams in the state, one of the best teams in the country. And that's true. They are. But so are we. And you can doubt us all we want, but so are we. All right. And like I said before, there's no doubt it's the best two football teams in the state of Ohio. It's been proven. I don't think anybody's going to argue that for Division Two. But you know, we played one of the teams in Division One, <laughs> state championship. Mm. I'm putting my chips on us. <laughs> Who wants a week 16? OHSAA? <laughs> nah. We're going to go out and beat. We, we need to go out and play. As best as we can play um, this Thursday, and uh, and that's all that's all we want to do. We want to go out and play the best football game that we can play on Thursday, and uh, that's the goal. And you know, I, I feel confident in our ability to do that. And I think when we do that, good things are going to happen. And I think it's going to just it's going to be a war. It's going to be a war. And that's exactly what we wanted. So we're really excited about it. It's going to be great.
1: Yeah, you mentioned about this group of kids that you think they can do it. And, yeah, I've talked about it before, whether on here or off, I don't know. But how this is one of the most complete teams I've seen in high school, period. Not just Maslin, but period. And we, people say, you know, this is a special team. This is a special team. I've said that it's not the talent that makes this team special, it's that how they've come together and really meshed and they're like they're all like brothers, you know. It, it just seems like it's different than any other team I've seen and pretty much any sport ever. Can you kind of talk about I mean you're inside, you you know, you've seen them how they act with each other. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of talk about that like you know how they are?
0: Uh, you know, w- one thing that we talk about and you know every coach talks about is is family and brotherhood and um having that component of playing for something that's bigger than yourself uh at Maslin, it's 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 a little bit different to begin with because of our community involvement because of our culture and that sort of stuff and that's something that i think is a huge benefit to our program but at the end of the day, these kids have to have to be able to work as a unit and as a family. I think family's a better, better term for it, really even than, than team. because you know, when, when, you, when, you're, when you're laying it out there for the guy next to you because you genuinely love him, that's, that's when you got something special. When you're blessed like we are right now with um, the talent that we have and the skill set that we have across the board with our different you know, kids, our strength, our speed, um, our tenacity, you know, the way that we play aggressively, that's hard to find in itself. But then when you find that and you have a group of kids that genuinely have a strong love for one another and you function as a family that's when you know you got something special and we knew that from day one we knew, you know it, that was obvious to me coming in when I came in that these kids were all about the team they were all about the family and you know there, there, there's you can you can try and coach that and you can try and preach that and we do that a lot um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it comes down to their chemistry and, and how they feel about one another and, and that sort of stuff. And it's, it's really come along, and, and we're proud as heck of them for that, uh, really more than anything else, if you ask me, uh, how we play as a football team and how we, how we have each other's back all the time. It's impressive for a group of young men to pull together and do that. And we've got that, and I think that's definitely something that's, in our, that, that's, that's an advantage to us. Uh, especially going into a football game like this because they got guys too, you know. And we keep coming back to it. You know, they're one of the best football teams in the state. There's no doubt about it. And I think we're one of the best football teams in the state too. And little things like that, the intangibles, I think are what's going to pull it together and, and make this such an epic battle. So uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really awesome. We're, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, so last week when we had Coach Weber on, he, he mentioned that he's kind of relinquished the duties of pregame speech to you. And he said that, you know, if nothing else, you're going to do the same message that he has and, and better. Uh, but to go along with that, one thing that really struck me from what he told us last week was that he really preaches the difference between playing with emotion and playing with passion. Uh And, you know, if you scroll through online anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Yappy, anywhere you want to look, you're going to see a lot of people talking about Hoban, talking about, you know, what kind of school they are, who the players are, where the players are from, you know, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. We have to play them no matter what. Uh But the one thing that I really don't think they can say is that, that they have that tradition. They have the passion that masculine does. Not that anybody does, but I think this is a great example of it. Uh, So really, how, in your opinion, does does that make that big of a difference? You know, Coach Weber said at the end of the day, talent versus talent, there's got to be something that makes a difference. And, you know, between our kids and their kids, you know, what's going to make that difference? Yeah,
0: and it's... With us, and, and I've talked to the kids about this on a couple different occasions. Specifically, when we played are out-of-state teams. Um, New Jersey team, the, Saint, the East St. Louis team. You know, when they come in, um, they, they got players. You know, I don't, I haven't checked up on East St. Louis, but they, they were on their way to win a state championship. I don't know if they did or not because I think they were actually a week ahead of us in terms of playoffs and stuff. But uh, they were a great football team. We knew that coming in. Uh, the New Jersey team. You know, they're they're a a big program up there that's winning state championships coming in. But both times, you know, we talk to the kids about what it means to us and what it means to them. And, you know, I'm not in the program, so I don't know this, but to those kids, it's a game. To us, it's a culture. You can't replicate that. Uh, Hoban High School has done a fantastic job at turning that program around because, to be honest with you, when I was in high school, Hoban was the, what Hoban was. It was yeah. a school up there that was in Akron. Um, they made some changes and, and they, they turned it around, and they're, and they're a powerhouse now in the state of Ohio. But at the end of the day, Aside from all the recruiting or whatever you want to go down that road, I don't pay much attention to that sort of stuff. they got a great football team. That's all I care about. But at the end of the day, it's not in their genetic code like it is ours. They're not bred like we're bred. They don't grow up living this culture that we have, living this life of this is what everything's about. Um this is what's important to us. This is what's important to our to our family as a town and that means a little something more in my book. You know, if you have to ask me for it and it's just it's something special because you're playing for something that's bigger than yourself. You know, they're going to come out and play hard cuz you know, they've got that taste in their mouth of what it's like to win a state championship. I'm sure it's a great feeling, and I'm sure it's driving them, and I'm sure that they want to play more and play harder and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, it means more here. And I'll, I'll take that argument up with anybody. It means more here just because of who we are, what we are, and what it represents in this town and in this community. And our kids understand that. Our kids understand what's on the table and – um you know, it's 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 that's in in our advantage. I wouldn't trade that for the world, um, and that's what makes Massillon such a special place, and that's what makes our kids so special. So it, I definitely think there's something there. I, th- I definitely think there's something to that, and um, hopefully, hopefully, that's one of the one of the things that gives us a little bit of an edge on them on Thursday.
2: So kind of along those lines, you know what what it means, why it's different the different mentality that a masculine kid might have. Um, It's kind of come up in all of our playoff games. Uh, A local news outlet talked about it as well when they were previewing the Win and Woods game. Uh, In the playoffs, it's kind of been our style to kind of feel out a team early. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as the game goes on, you know, we get better and better and better. And, uh, you know, I I asked Coach Weber about, you know, that. If it was more of a, a scheme you know, design or if it was just us wearing on another team, a mixture mm-hmm. of both. Uh, I mean he gave a great answer on it. But to go with it, you know, all year long we've been a fourth quarter team. And I don't know if that's something that Hoban's gone against all year, but, you know, what kind of mentality are you guys really preaching to the key the kids about, you know, just going that full four quarters, never giving up? You know, when Woods were down early. We're we're kind of struggling at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But you know, you never give up, you keep going. And that's something we've we've gone with all year long. Uh, I mean, how, as a coaching staff, are you guys really instilling that into the players?
0: Uh, that's something we've talked about since the summer. And that's really uh, one of our goals as a strength staff uh, to dominate in the fourth quarter. And that's something that we talk about every game when the fourth quarter comes around. You know, that third quarter finishes up, Clock turns over. We put the fours up. And I just walk up and down that sideline, and I say, we dominate the fourth. We dominate the fourth. Um, that's, the, in, in my opinion, that's the true sign of a, stre- a, a successful strength and conditioning program is when you've played four quarters of football and you're still on the rise. Uh, last week I think we showed that. Uh, I mean, lots of weeks we have, but um, last week I think we really—that was really evident in how we played, because Winton Woods is is known for never quitting. Um, we saw that last year, unfortunately. We saw that this we saw that this year in a lot of their games, I and mean, they had a couple of games where they came back and one-handedly when they were down. Um, and to see that last week was a big uh put a big smile on my face just because that's that's continuing throughout the year and it's just it, that that type of thing isn't really something that you preach now it's something that you um that's more of like something that we fall back on in a way. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. But that's something that you would develop in the in the off season and in the early summer. And we established that base of conditioning and that strength early in the year, early in the summer. Um, and then we just maintained it by the way that we practice throughout the week. Um, and then obviously by the way that we play our games. Uh, and it's another thing that I think could be an advantage for us against them because they've never really had to do that. I mean, I think they've had the last seven or eight games. I think they've had a running clock on their opponents, um, and that's something that I talked about with Coach Troxler during the East St. before the East St. Louis game. And we knew they were coming in here, going to be the be- one of the better teams that we played all season. And uh, you know, we said if if it's a close football, if we can keep it a close football game going into the fourth quarter, we're going to win the football game. And and you know, we did that. And I I think it's going to be a similar situation this week, where we go out and we we got to play good football for four quarters. Um, we got to play good football early, and we got to play good football often. But I think that if it gets down to the fourth quarter and uh, it's a close football game, which I'm assuming it's going to be, uh, I think we're going to have an advantage in that route because our kids are used to that. Our kids aren't used to that. As good as talented as they are, they've never, they've never had to fight much in the fourth quarter. So I'm hoping that um, and I'm confident that we'll be able to get that done and uh, play some of our best football in the fourth quarter on, on Thursday night. Because, uh, you know, that's the type of kid we got, and that's kind of conditioning and strength that we have at this point. That's where we're really going to shine.
1: How much is that just a product of our strength and conditioning program, knowing, like, say, going into the fourth quarter, uh, you know, I'm feeling good and looking over their sideline and seeing they're a little gassed versus a mentality of this is going to be a, you know, a knockdown, dragged out fight? And I know in the fourth quarter I'm going to be better than you are in better shape and ready to go longer than you are and, you know, take it to them at, at that point.
0: It's both because the only way that you can develop that mentality is by putting in the work and and making yourself suffer uh, in the off season and in the preseason. You can't just – you can't take it easy all winter, and then just show up and say, "Huh, well, I'm going to be tough now." When when stuff hits the wall, you know we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're just gonna decide to be tough. Uh, that's not how it works. Um, that's built on discipline, and I've I've told our kids this a couple times. Hey, you might have mentioned this last time I was on the podcast, but mental toughness. Um, the ability to fight through adversity and challenge, the, the ability to deal with pain. It's, those are all different phrases and words to describe discipline. I mean, discipline is the ability to do something that you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, essentially. Um, whether that's getting up at 4.30 in the morning to go work out, whether that's getting two more sets in the back squat or two more reps in the back squat on that 10-rep set where you feel like you're going to pass out and throw up all over the place. Uh, It's just discipline. It's the ability to say, I'm going to do this even though everything is telling me that I shouldn't or that it hurts so bad that I should quit and just doing it anyway. That's discipline. Um, And you develop that. Time and time again by exposing yourself to things that you don't like to do uh, over and over again. And, you know, I know I talked about this before, too, but it, that that's what we're talking about when we say we're walking the warpath. That's what we're talking about when we say EDMF, because you can't turn that off and you can't turn that on. It's got to be an everyday thing. Um, that's the everyday mass in football. You gotta you gotta be willing to do things that you don't want to do every day. And then the you know when we talk about the war path, it's it's really a, a two-fold mentality. The first part is accepting the fact that adversity, challenge, pain on a deeper level, tragedy and things that, you know, bad things happen to good people, and it's going to happen. Accepting all that and saying, hey, this is an opportunity for me to get better. Once you change that mentality of bad things are going to happen, I'm not going to shy away from it when they do. I'm going to look it in the face and say, this is another opportunity to get better. Now your perspective changes a little bit and that's what we've been talking about all year and our kids have done that and i think we've shown that in the games where it was where it was tough and you know when we've had some some injuries throughout the season and you know whatever that may be all the different you know trials and tribulations that you have going on through a football season our kids have embraced those things and we've gotten better from it from it so that's the first part of it and then once you adopt that mentality The second part is changing over from, oh, a bad thing happens and now I'm accepting it to, hey, let's go find that. Let's go out and let's find something that really sucks and really hurts and let's go do that. Because now I know that that's the road. That's the path to being the best that we can be. And ''re we're, we're, we're vigilantly and aggressively looking for those challenges day in and day out uh, to make us better. And you know, our message this week is the war path leads to war. And now we finally found it. Uh, we found that we found that ultimate challenge here at the end of the season in week 15. And that's why I keep saying this is what we wanted. We wanted the best. We want to play the best. Because we know that that's going to make us better, and we know that that's the ultimate challenge. We want that adversity, and we want that challenge, and we're ready to take it. So, um, you know, that's you know, when, when we say war path and all that sort of stuff, you know, it's it's not because we're we're trying to pretend that we're we're you know we're, we're soldiers or or that we're ready to, to fight a war. I mean, not in any case. And we're not comparing ourselves to, to to the veterans of this country and and the heroes that that provide our freedom and that sort of stuff. We're not doing that.
1: No, you clarified that last yeah, time. We're good on that.
0: We're just we're, we're making the analogy that um, a football season and more importantly life in general is really hard and it's really painful. And we're not going to be the victim. We're not going to be the guys that that sit around and say oh man that guy got hurt or this guy got hurt or a bad thing happened or there's a turnover or that was that or somebody got sick and we're going to feel sorry for ourselves no bad things happen and when they do it's give me more bring it on what's what's the next thing that i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to look in the face and i'm going to beat it down and i'm going to come over top of it and we're going to be better when we come through and then give me more. Where's the next thing? So it's paid off for us. And like I said, we've wanted it to get harder and harder and harder. And, um, you know, like I said, I, th- I think we're playing the best football team in the state. And I think we're the best football team in the state. And I think it's going to be a war. And I think it's going to be awesome. And it's exactly what our kids wanted. And uh, it's just a great opportunity. So we're really pumped about it.
2: Yeah, to expand on what you were saying there a little bit, I mean, you know, the, the whole discipline of, you know, waking up at 430, doing the extra set in the weight room, you know, running that extra, you know, set of conditioning, you know, uh, to go with that, it, it directly translates into the game, you know, taking on, you know, the lead block as a linebacker, delivering the lead block as an offensive lineman or fullback uh, in that fourth quarter. Well, you're just in better shape, and you know you're ready to go into that. I mean, is there is there any possible way to fake that toughness? I mean, can you be mentally tough enough to go out there and say, "I'm gonna do it in the fourth quarter," even though I didn't do it two months ago in the weight room?
0: I don't think it works that way. Uh, I just don't think it works that way, because I think when I think the the, the real dudes that come up and show up in the fourth quarter. Are the ones that have that mentality of where's the challenge at and if you have that mentality then you're already doing that in the weight room you're already doing that when you get underneath the squat bar you're already doing that when you're doing conditioning you're already doing that all season um i don't i don't believe it's something that you can just turn on i think it's something i also don't think it's something that you're that you're born with I think it's a learned behavior, um, and and I believe that so much that that's why I get up every day at four thirty to go work out at five a.m. Because I know if I just hit the snooze button and pull those covers over me for another twenty or thirty minutes or an hour, that I might lose that edge. Um, that's how much I believe in it, and that's why I go in. And if you stop into the Steve Suter Strength and Conditioning Center on any Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, or Friday uh, around 5.45, you're going to see me laying on the floor in a pool full of sweat looking like I'm going to have a heart attack because I go that hard every day because I know that that's going to prepare me for life's challenges. I'm not going out and playing a football game. I'm not doing any more powerlifting competitions or anything like that. But I talked about this last time. I've been, I've, been, I've been kicked in the mouth by life a couple times. And, and, and every time that it happens, I stand up tall, I look it in the face, and I say, let's go get some. And, and I don't think that's because I, I was born tougher than anybody else. I don't think that that's because I just decided one day that I'm going to overcome this. I think it's because I, I daily make the commitment to do things that are hard and to do things that are incredibly painful so that if and when that bad thing happens, it's not that big of a deal, um, even when it is a real big deal. I'm just, I'm just better at adapting to it. And that's, and that's the message that we're trying to, to give to our kids, and it's the message that we have given our kids, and our kids have responded that way. Cause our kids see that stuff, and you know, I'm I'm am seeing that more in my new position at the high school. I think I, we probably talked about this before, uh, but you know, being a dean of students, majority of the time I'm dealing with kids that have a lot of problems, and these kids have a lot of problems that that that, that they shouldn't have, in terms of their families, in terms of their economic uh status or in, in terms of you know what they're living in and the things that they're dealing with every day. It's incredible. Things that I didn't deal with growing up. Um but you can overcome all of that if you have the right perspective. And that's one of the bigger goals or probably not the bigger goal. And one of the one of the incredible benefits of of playing football and playing just sports. Um is, is, is giving these kids the ability and the tools to overcome life it's gonna happen to you <laughs> you might have it, you might be all you might be sitting back listening to this podcast thinking eh, my life's pretty good I got everything made. Give it time man we're all on the same timeline. You're gonna get kicked in the mouth so you better be ready for it and that's what we're trying to teach our kids and it pays off it pays off on the football field when things go bad because they're gonna go bad. Because the other team's got players, too. They're going to make plays. Um, And how you deal with that's huge, especially in the big games. So, uh, now to answer your question, I I don't think that you can just show up and be tough. I think that you have to work at it, and I think that it's a skill, and I think it's something that you have to constantly be cognizant of and saying – I want to get better and I want to constantly challenge myself uh, to be tough because toughness is just discipline. That's all it
1: is. Wow. Uh, yeah. Blackstorm Podcast. Uh, come for the football talk. Stay for the very deep life lessons and motivation to run through a brick wall. <laughs> um, but what you're saying about that, I think we've seen, especially through the playoffs and we are talking about this off air, is a lot of teams trying to fake that toughness where you see like a lot of extracurricular, you know, after the whistle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether the refs call it or not, our kids have been very d- excellent at not retaliating against anything like that. Yeah. Is that just all part of that discipline thing, or is that something extra you guys have to talk about to them? We
0: talk about that a lot. Uh, Coach Moore talks about that a lot, uh, redundantly, uh, every week, I and mean, we talk about that literally before every football game. And you know, we've gotten some penalties the last three or four weeks. Um, and 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 we spend, a, you know, this isn't going unnoticed uh, with with our our football staff. We talk about this extensively, uh, not only with our staff but also with our kids. Um, about the young like dumb penalties, um, and uh, it, it's a work in progress. And, and one one thing that is that makes it difficult when you have a really good football team, because to be a really good football team, you have to be a very aggressive football team. I mean, you have to pretty much be default aggressive. Um, and we have that this year, and there's really just a fine line. There's this, there's this very fine balance of being incredibly des, or being incredibly aggressive, and being incredibly disciplined at the same time. You want your kids to play violently within the rules, and we're talking about kids here. We're talking about fifteen. 16, 17, a few 18-year-old kids um, that you're training to do something that's incredibly violent, but at the same time teaching them to have incredible restraint um, and incredible discipline at the same time. And that's that's really hard to do. Um, We don't condone the stupid stuff. We never have and we never will. We preach staying away from the stupid stuff. Week in and week out, literally, we talk about it all week during practice, and we talk it again right before we go out on the football field. Literally, five minutes before we go out, we talk about this every week. Um, so it's it, it's hard to do, um, but to kind of go on what you touched on about the you know the fake toughness. Another thing that I I tell our kids is that when they start swinging and they start doing the cheap stuff at the end, that's a sign that they're about to break. That's a sign that you've gotten them right on the edge and they know that the only thing left to do is try and prove that they're tough. And it's already too late. So, you know, we say that. And we tell that to our kids that when they get there, you know, you need to walk away and you need to line up knowing that they're on the edge of folding. So let's just pile it on them the right way, the clean way, you know, within the rules. Let's stay aggressive. But let's just bury them with how we play because they're about to break. And, you know, uh, I was talking to Coach Moore about this uh, a few weeks ago. I think it might have been after the uh, Walnut Ridge game maybe right before the walnut ridge game and you know with the kids that like to run their mouth uh at any point and you know do, do the flamboyant uh talking trash and that sort of stuff and it really just signifies that that lack of faith within their ability to perform as a team if you're out there running your mouth like saying stuff like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I'll I'll kick your ass. Well, that's just saying, you know your football team can't get it done. So I'm just going to identify that I'm tough as a person because I know my football team can't get it done, if that makes sense to you. Coach Moore brought that up to me. I'm like, you know, that's right. If a guy's sitting there saying, running his mouth, not even about playing football, just about fighting, He's already given up. He already knows that his team can't back him up. He doesn't have faith in his brothers. So I'm just gonna go and let that ego take over and say, well, yeah, but you can't beat me up. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, it's silly, but it's just another way to think about it. Um, and that's and, you know these are lessons that, we, that we, we, we relay onto our kids. You know, don't tra- talk trash like that. Have faith in your team. Have faith in your brother that we're gonna that we're gonna do what we came out to do, which is to play a football game and play the best that we can, and keep your mouth shut. And it's hard. I mean, these are kids. I ran my mouth when I was playing football too. Um, most of our listeners probably seen go tigers in the McKinley game and me talking trash, um, but it's dumb. And, and I remember my old man pulled me to the side. At the McKinley game my senior year, and he looked me and he grabbed me by the face mask and he looked me in the in the in the face and said, "If you get thrown out of this football game, it's going to be the least thing of your worries when you get home." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was pretty profound because <laughs> you don't want to mess with dad at home behind those doors <laughs> you don't want to piss off papa Stu by any means but you know he was right and uh you know like you know it's something that we work on and, and we've we've had a lot of that the last few weeks uh with our competition that's been you know had some had some had some dirtier uh things that had happened and the rest don't always see it and um you know we just got to be smart about how we play And, uh, even though we've had some, we've had more penalties than we want to have. Um, I think our kids have improved in that regard too, in terms of fighting back and pushing back and that sort of stuff. I think that we've gotten better and I think we've benefited from it. I think that showed a little bit this last week against the Wenton Woods. Um, and, and they weren't by any means the worst that we've seen the last couple of weeks. I thought they were, for the most part, they were, they were, they were pretty good, um, but I also I think a lot of that was because we weren't putting any fuel on the fire, you know, and that just helps us. So uh, we need to do that again this week because this team's – I don't foresee this team being like that. Um, they're too good and they're too disciplined um, for that sort of thing. So, so we, you know, we really got to keep that on, c- continue to work on that throughout this week so that we put our, ourselves in the best position to win on
2: Thursday. Yeah, so like you said, don't expect too many problems from Hoban just from the type of team they are. Uh, I mean, for better or for worse, they've won three straight state championships. This is their fourth consecutive appearance. Uh, You know, really good team, really disciplined team. You know, with that, we've kind of touched on, you know, the mindset (laughs) of if this game feels any different. Uh, But with that, I mean, is there anything different with the way the Players are practicing, or the style of practice. Is there anything that we have to change up to go against Hoban uh, compared to other teams, or is it just you know another week of practice specifically designed for the team we're playing?
0: You know, I mean, our, our staff fine tunes everything we do for everybody that we play, uh, offensive and defensively. I mean, you have to adjust to their style of play, what they're doing schematically on the football field. Um, but uh, Hoban's not. A flashy football team—they're not gonna—they're not gonna do anything that's out of the ordinary for them. They're pretty basic, um, and just like we're pretty basic because when you're good, it's because you're good at doing what you do. Because you're not trying to throw in and do all these different things uh, week in and week out, or you know, trying to trick the opponent. You're focused on. Doing the things that you do really, really well, and you know that's what we're going to continue doing this week. Is just do the best we can with a short week at getting really at getting better at what we're already really good at doing. So you know, outside of just the minor tweaks and adjustments that you would make um, for the style of offense and defense that they play. no, uh, you know we're, we're gonna do what we do. Um, and you know we're, we're always trying to get better. Um, there's, there's points of focus that we have each week uh, of things that we see on the film from the previous week or um, maybe something that they do that, that we think might be um, advantageous to them that we need to work on to get better. So we'll focus on that from here to there. Um, but our coaches, uh, our offensive and defensive staffs, and special teams for that matter, um, do a fantastic job of just getting our kids mentally and physically prepared for what they're going to see and how we need to adjust and how we need to react on the football field. But the basics, I mean, it all comes down to blocking, throwing and catching, and tackling, you know, and covering. Um, You do those things well, and you're going to put yourself in a position to succeed. Excuse me. Uh, So, yeah, not a lot's going to change this week. Goodness gracious. (laughs) We're going to do the same things that we do every week. We're going to focus on uh, doing what we do and getting better at doing what we do.
2: So, looking from the outside in, I know this is something that we've already kind of touched on. You know, to you guys, the coaches, the players, this, this is what you've expected. This is what you've been planning for all year round. Uh, you know, but from the outside, from the fan perspective, I mean, this is the state championship game. You know, not everybody fully buys in. You know, that, that Madison's going to be able to get there. Are they going to be able to do it? Are they going to be able to win, make it to Week 15? You know, but now we're here, and we, we can only assume it's going to be an insane environment you know we're gonna be over uh in canton in that stadium uh but you know we're, we're gonna be able to bring a large crowd there's a lot of Massillon fans on our side a lot of stark county fans on our side a lot of people from outside of stark county as well but i mean we can expect a huge crowd and i think we've done pretty well with the crowds you know, in, in all of our playoff games, you know, the Walnut Ridge crowd, Week 11, we, we've touched on that. But, I mean, I think we brought a lot of fans, and, you know, every time we have a guest on, we, we like to ask something of this nature, but, you know, how big of a part do the fans of the game really play to the kids?
0: Um, huge. Uh, I think it's... I think it pays plays a, a huge factor in the game. Um, I mean, this year in the playoffs and even before the playoffs, uh, a couple times I've been standing on the field and thinking, man, it's just really loud. It's really awesome. Um, The East St. Louis game, uh, I just remember that being deafening. Um, And even down at Mansfield was really loud. Uh, Last week was was awesome. And and just to hear – I mean, even before the game and pregame, you know, when we come running out to warm up, um, and the, fan, the you know, the stands aren't even full yet, but but to hear the support that we get then, you know, in the in the off moments that you don't really think about coming out at halftime, um, when everybody's yelling and screaming, and then obviously, you know, in the big situations, um, anytime the T I G E R S starts rattling off. Excuse me. Uh, it's just awesome. I mean our kids feed off of it. Our coaches feed off of it. It has an impact on the game. I mean, I know numerous times our, our kids have told us that our competition is having trouble hearing, having trouble making calls and that sort of stuff on the sideline. And nobody's used to that. Nobody's used to that. I mean, even McKinley's not used to that, the crowds that they get these days. Uh, so when we have that and it's loud and, and, and that electricity is in the air, I mean, that all, that, a lot of that has to do with, with our fans and our, and our crowd. And, and as a coaching staff, I mean, I don't think there's a week that goes by where we don't look at each other and say, our fans are just awesome. Our fans are incredible because uh, just because we travel so well and, and they're so they're so passionate about what we're doing. And, um, you know, and, and being a coach that was away from this for a really long time and has come back, uh, it's something special. So to all of our fans out there, this is the last one, 2018. Go out and get your tickets. Um, come out and support us this Thursday night. Uh, it's it's gonna help us. It's gonna be an advantage for us, and I'm sure Hoban's gonna travel well I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people there and like you said there's gonna be a lot of Stark County people there too just because Stark County loves football um, But come out and support us and, and and you know wear your orange and black Because uh, the visual we don't talk about that very often but the, but the visuals there too and when you look up And you see our sidelines packed with that orange and black uh, it's awesome. You know, it makes everywhere feel like home. And for a team that doesn't have a lot of away games in the regular season, um, you know, that's that's big for us when we go on the road because typically, you know, you would think that that would be hard for a team to do when you only have two away games for an entire season. And then you get in the playoffs and you're, you're driving an hour or two hours uh, for playoff games you think that that would be a disadvantage but i i don't think that it is because our fans travel so well and because everywhere feels like home to us um so it's awesome so so keep that going and you know we need you now more than ever uh, we need you now more than ever it's week 15 um help us out get us that advantage and uh you
2: know
0: it, it'll pay off it'll, it'll, it'll be it'll be good
2: yeah, I don't think that's anything I've ever really thought of before. But I'd say in all 14 games, without having the actual numbers in front of me, I'd, I'd say we had more fans than the team we were playing, including our away games. Oh, by far. Oh. And especially in the playoffs. Uh, I'd say even at Glen Oak, I think we might have had more fans than they Yeah, that. I think but, we did. Uh, now, so, the,
0: only, the only one maybe might have been Louisville. But you would have known. Oh, yeah. Because our because our, our fans are so awesome that even mm-hmm. if maybe they did outnumber us, eh, it didn't feel <laughs> like it.
1: And especially not after the third quarter.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, yeah we definitely had a lot more after that. So
1: <laughs> so uh,
2: last week when we were talking to Coach Weber, we brought up the, the point. One of my pet peeves is when the fans start a chance, maybe at, at the wrong time, uh, so, like a, a big third down play, the fans might start to chant really early, and it dies out mm-hmm. before the play starts. Uh, that's a big pet peeve of mine. I, I you know, I preach on it a lot. Last week, we actually got a whole section to wait and then start the chant at the correct time, which is great. Uh, and we get a lot of people to listen to these podcasts as well. Uh, so I think it's, you know, it's it's a time that I can actually ask somebody on the staff about this, these masculine problems uh, when it comes to the fans chanting. Are there any points in the game where it would be beneficial to chant and any times when you might not want us to? Like personally, I don't like chanting if we call it a timeout. I usually think there's a reason why we call it a timeout and I don't want to I don't know what it sounds like on the field, but I don't want to try to deafen anything you guys are <coughs> talking about in the huddle down the field. But I mean, is there is there any time where it would not be beneficial uh, for us to chant
0: um, yeah I mean I, I think the timeout um makes sense I mean obviously if we're calling a timeout, it's because we want to communicate something to the kids um but I don't I don't I also don't think I don't ever remember us calling a timeout and it you know and cheering happening and then us thinking oh, god, I god wish they'd shut up um that's never happened uh if it's a if it's a if if we are in a the only time that I would think there would be a negative would be is if we're in a time-constrained drive. We're trying to move fast, but most of our calls are all, are all visual, so it doesn't, you know, if, if Aiden's trying to communicate something to the offensive line that's hard to hear while we're driving offensively, that could, that could be an issue, but like I said, most we're, we're mostly signal-driven. So I, I don't necessarily even seeing that as being a problem, um, but on the flip side of that, the the I think where it's incredibly important is when th- you know the the other team's offense is up against the ropes and they're trying to communicate quickly, and you're being loud, um, you know. So anytime that that their offense is 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 ready to go for a crucial play, a fourth and short or a third and short or Maybe even a third and long, um, be as loud as you can possibly be. You know, we, we communicate a little bit on defense, but I, I don't really think that ever being a problem because we usually have hand signals out there too. Um, but to be honest, I mean, just be loud. But I, I, I can see what you're saying with the third down. Yeah, you don't really want to peter off.
2: Yeah, really trying to nitpick here. I mean, like you said, you want yeah, yeah, man,
0: some problems. It's
2: good problems to have. <laughs> But that's that's what we're going here for, you know. It's nitpick. You
0: definitely want to be as loud as possible right before the snap. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want you want that you don't want to peter off and then let them be able to communicate right before you want it to be total chaos for them. And just anything that you can get their heart rate up a little bit, make them a little bit more nervous.
2: Yeah, because uh, this is—I mean—definitely something you see more like in the pros. You know, they even have the decibel readers on the stadium. Uh-huh. But you know, some teams that have really good pass rushes in college and mm-hmm. the NFL, if you're able to, you know, make it harder for an offensive lineman to hear the cadence. Right. You oh know, yeah. Yeah. You know, the big. defense is reacting on the ball, and the offense is reacting <laughs> on a cadence, but they can't hear the cadence. You know, that could definitely be beneficial for the defense, and you know especially the teams that do a lot of calls at the line if they have a hard time hearing it. But, I mean, yeah. it, it's definitely seemed like we do a great job at it. We're just nitpicking here, but it's always been mm-hmm. a pet peeve of mine that the chants die out too early. Right.
0: And I, you know, I know I brought up the, the East St. Louis game when that was – because that was the loudest – maybe I mean, McKinley game was pretty loud too, obviously, but I just remember that game being incredibly loud. And they had a lot of communication errors, errors offensively, false starts. I mean, they had a ton mm-hmm. of just really little silly uh, things that they did on the line of scrimmage, and a lot of that was probably because of the crowd noise. So, you know, I, I don't. I've never gone and seen a a, a Hoban football game. I don't know what their crowds are like i know they're not like ours um so bring it bring it if you're a maslow fan bring it and be ready to go be loud and cheer your hearts out and uh it's an advantage to us so you know help us we we love it we want it
1: yeah uh you know like rob brought up uh (coughs) Last week we got to play director of crowd noise, and uh, uh, this week I'd love to do it again. Maybe even get us some uh, special shirts made so we can be picked out of the crowd <laughs> and people can see us.
0: <coughs> Might be hard to pull off by Thursday, but I can see what I can do.
1: No, just putting it out there. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, you know, like we've already reiterated, if it's a big say a third and two, and the rest of us are all on our feet, it. You might be the issue if you're screaming at someone to sit down.
0: Yeah, yeah. If it's a big play, stand up, yeah. clap, yell, scream. Um, it's all part of the environment. It's all part of the experience of it. You know, I'm not one to stand up for an entire football game, but you need. You know, if everybody else is standing up, get up on your feet. You know, it's it goes back to the view, the visual thing too. I mean, you can. You can – all that stuff plays a factor in the football game. You know, the, the the opponent feels that. So get up out of your seat, yell, scream, clap, whistle, do whatever it is you do, make it loud, and let them know we're there because it, it, it pays off.
2: And with that, you know, we don't really have a whole lot to say uh, – besides that we're going to get more into x's and o's in another podcast but you know another great episode with Stu really got us going i know he's going to get the kids going um but before we go we do have a few you know we like to call it housekeeping items here to talk about uh first off you know i I love to plug the people that we're able to plug and Stu is a great friend great coast uh coach great co uh host on the show, uh, uh, we'd like to give you a shout-out here. Uh, so, as people might know, uh, you and J.P. Simon have uh, gear that you guys sell. Uh, is there anything new or anything big right now that fans can go check out for this week?
0: Uh, we've been doing a different design pretty much every week uh, throughout the playoffs. So we'll have something new probably coming out uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um for the state finals, um, and then we'll probably, uh, if everything goes according to plan, we'll have a couple of new things uh, next week. Um, so yeah, if, if you uh, if you follow uh, Simon Says Promotions um, Facebook page, I think he's got an Instagram on there too. Look that up, because we usually we usually put all of our stuff out there. Uh, Right when we get done or right when JP gets done printing it, I just do the design stuff JP prints everything up Um, but whenever he'll post that online Um, get down there and get it especially with the uh, The Tiger store my design stuff because we don't make we try not to make too much of anything because we don't want uh, You know, we want we want everybody's shirt to kind of be unique uh, to them so they're not seeing everybody in town wearing the same thing. So we kind of do limited prints on all our stuff. But we should have something new uh, coming out uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Um, and then stay tuned because, like I said, everything goes according to plan. We'll be uh, we'll have some pretty cool stuff coming up next week. Uh, you know, I'm excited about. I'm excited about. Them. I'm holding off. But I really hope we get the opportunity to do like make some good designs for uh, for a victory. So we'll see.
2: Yeah, so we're definitely looking forward to that. Make sure you go downtown to get yourself a shirt or hoodie. Uh, you know they got a bunch of stuff down there. So make sure you go get something great for this week. Uh, you know definitely support them and their business. Support the team. Uh, so you know along that side, uh, they announced the ticket information online uh for those of you that are listening to this early i'd say monday morning depending on when depending on when we get this (laughs) put up uh monday is for season ticket holders the parents of the team band cheerleaders uh they're saying that you can only get one ticket per season ticket card if that sounds correct to you no
1: it's ticket per season ticket you have so if you have you know an orange card good that you have like 10 season tickets for you can get 10 tickets okay yeah yeah you, you can't buy more than what you have if that makes sense yeah it
2: probably doesn't but uh for those of you that show up and buy 20 tickets and you only have a couple season ticket actual spots they're not going to do that so you can only get as many as you had to start the year with uh they're gonna be really strict about that this week because it's more with the ohsaa than it has been before uh so for those of you that have been doing that make sure you bring the correct amount of season ticket cards with you uh it goes on to the public sales on Tuesday throughout the rest of the week the game is on Thursday it's eleven dollars at the school it's more at the gate I think it's more online as well Mm -hmm. you can get them online if you have no way of getting to the school I think they have extended hours I'm not entirely sure what it is they've been really good at posting it online so you can find it on Twitter or Facebook uh, what the hours are you can you can call as well I'm sure um, but for whatever reason if you have no way of getting here having anybody that can get here you can get them online um, It does benefit our school if you buy them from us we get a, a you know a portion of the proceeds so it's definitely better to buy them from the school um, you know so I mean make sure to you know check us out on Twitter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal a few of your lines here Hank I've never done this before let's see if I can go for uh, it. It's, it's the black swarm pod on Twitter at no just at. at Black Swarm at Pod. At Black Swarm Pod on Twitter. Uh, Maslin Proud retweets all of our stuff, so oh, yeah. <laughs> you
1: can find it there. <laughs> Big shout out to them, too, for uh, you know supporting us like they do.
2: Maslin Proud does a great job supporting us. Um, it's the Black Swarm Podcast on Facebook, the Black Swarm Podcast at
1: gmail.com. You got it. Uh, we're on iTunes. Yep. Uh, the Black Swarm Podcast. Uh, you know, Black Swarm's all one word. Everything else puts space in between. And it's our pinned tweet on Twitter as well, so you can find the easy link there. We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on SoundCloud as well. Yeah. Uh, uh, the SoundCloud link is on all of our social media uh, at the top of our page. You know, you can find it right there on our Facebook, on our Twitter. Um, we I've been thinking about making an Instagram, but you know, as Instagram is a visual medium, and we are in audio format, uh, it's kind of been counterintuitive as far as yeah, we, we don't
2: take a lot of pictures. No, and that's probably for the best. We have we have radio faces, <laughs> uh, but uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, our <laughs> guests are pretty good. Yeah, yeah but you yeah. know, making
1: yeah. <laughs> We have faces made for radio. Our guests, not so much. <laughs> They're great coaches. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, 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 tailgate playlist, you know, if, uh, I've tweeted the link out a couple times to that, uh, on if you have a, um, um, I'm stalling for time here <laughs> as I find the app. If you have Spotify, you know you can see exactly what we listen to when we're getting pumped up for the tailgate. It's a nice little chaser to the podcast as you listen to that beforehand. Um, I know Coach Stu, you were incredible on this one. If you want to get even more pumped up for Maslin, listen to his other one, the uh, the week we had uh, for Week Ten, the McKinley Week special. Uh, Coach Weber's as well. I know he he came in here hot. Um, and those would be you know episode seventeen for Coach Weber and episode uh, looking for right now episode thirteen for Coach Stu's old one. You know, so if you uh, listen to this, listen to those. Um, listen to this again. Subscribe to us on our social media. Listen to these one more time. Then listen to our tailgate (laughs) playlist, you know, and really get ready for Thursday night. And uh, like we mentioned before, we'll have one where we, you know, we like to do what we do, dig a little deeper, break down the Wenton Woods game and look ahead to Hoban a little bit. And we'll have that later on during the week. And uh, beyond that, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah, one
2: other thing is make sure to check out uh, the website. It's uh, it's maskintigers.com. Yeah. Uh, they have some issues with the website right now. The domain changed servers, which kind of crashed a few of the links on there. Uh, so some of the information is kind of hard to find. You might have to backtrack different ways to find it. Uh, they are having issues with the website. They're, they're going to get it all fixed. But there's still a lot of great information on there. So you can find information about every game pretty much Maslin's ever had. Yeah, so
1: It's basically an online library of maslin tiger football you know like you said he explained to us what was wrong with it but my mind started to just go numb (laughs) it's above our pay grade yeah it's way above our pay grade so
2: so make sure to check them out (laughs) and uh it has all the information you need check out maslin proud uh, on twitter and facebook follow uh all the coaches on social media a lot of them have great um, posts and they share a lot of information that either has to do with the team the upcoming opponent or just information about you know uh, the football team in general so make sure to follow everybody on social media especially
1: uh, our guest coach coach Stu uh, at that that's at slob 55
0: yes sir all right Instagram Facebook.
1: I look forward
2: to the, the weekly picture <laughs> or video yeah, yeah. of yeah. Uh, of the Warpath. You know, we're on week 15, so yeah. we'll be looking for one more of those this year.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Let's keep our fingers crossed and go out and get one this Thursday.
1: So with that, um, I guess that wraps up this special week 15 edition of the Black Swarm podcast. Go Tigers, beat Hoban, and we're going to the ship, baby. War go Tigers. Baby.